Welcome back to another episode of the Dominique Chantel Show. I am so glad that you have decided to join me on this journey, and I am so glad that we are building a community where we are loving ourselves and building a highly intentional life for ourselves. So first, I want to say this is a dream in itself because I remember Three years ago, when I started the podcast, I was so scared. I was so nervous. And I was like, who is going to listen? Who will heed the message or reshare my information? And listen, everything that I feared never happened. And I am standing in here as a testimony to tell you that dreams are real. And we're talking about how to keep your dreams alive. This is part two. So if anybody, if you are out there and you are thinking about starting a business, a podcast, if you're thinking about going back to school, starting another career, I'm here to tell you, if God gave you a vision for your life, follow it and believe it. So I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for all my listeners out there, the people that have been rocking with me since day one, my Let Love Be Your Guide days. Thank you so much. We are just, again, having an amazing time building community. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, go ahead and follow me on all social media platforms on YouTube at Dominic Chantel TV on Instagram at Dominic Chantel, and then on Facebook at Dominic Chantel as well. I love you guys, and I'm here for you to service you. And again, we're back. It's another season. It's a new season, and I'm so excited what God is doing. We have a lot of special guests coming on to the show this season, and we are also on Honey TV, which is on Roku TV. I am so excited, y'all. It has always been a dream of mine to make it to TV, and we're going to the next level. We're going to have a syndicated uh, show. Okay, through the nation, through the world. Okay, so thank you so much. I want to welcome in my podcast, FM people, and still my Beat Break Radio people still rocking with me. Um, 87, the vibe FM, you guys are still rocking with me one on one, the vibe. So thank you so much. But listen, without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and get into today's episode. And we are talking about how to keep your dreams alive, part two. And if you haven't caught the first part, I want you to go back and I want you to listen. The story is about Joseph and Joseph was a dreamer and his brothers led him. Basically, um, he was following after his brothers. They were tending to their father's sheep and they devised the plan to kill him because his dream was so powerful. He told his brothers, hey, I'm going to one day rule over you. And they were like, whatever, you're not going to rule over us. But what ended up happening was one day they were all off him and his brothers and they wanted to kill him. They planned to kill him. But their youngest brother, Benjamin, said, no, why should we kill him? He is our own blood. So instead, let's sell him. So they sold him into slavery. And Joseph ended up, his story is he went to the pit. He was in the pit. Then he went to the palace with Pharaoh and then Pharaoh's wife lied on him. So they sent him to a dungeon. And then again, that was another pit. He was in prison. And then he was elevated back up to in Pharaoh's house. And Joseph actually ended up 
feeding a nation during a famine. And so the very thing that his brothers rejected and they said, no, you are not going to rule over us. The very thing that he said, the thing is, Joseph knew what he was talking about. He saw the vision. He could feel it in his bones. He ended up being a solution to a problem that will later come in life. Woo. So what am I saying? Some of you are out there and you're like, God, why am I going through this? What's going on? And you are a solution to somebody's problem. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get into this episode. This episode is called How to Keep Your Dreams Alive part two, part two, y'all. And if you haven't, again, read the story of Joseph. I just gave you a summary. But number one, the main thing that we have to know is that in diving into your purpose and knowing what you were called to do, you have to know that you are and you are a solution to somebody's problem. So you you are a problem let me say that you are a solution. You have a solution to somebody's problem. And it may be what you've gone through, what you've been through. So be the answer to someone's problem. This is the first way how you find your purpose. Be the answer to someone's problem. And I want to back it up to make sure that I don't forget anything in my notes. But again, um, Joseph Brothers ended up bowing down to him just like he dreamed. Okay, in his dreams. In fact, it was it is Joseph brothers who provides them. Joseph provides his brothers food when this famine took place. So one man's wise decision ended up helping a nation eat for for the entire famine. There was a famine in the land, and Joseph fed his family and an entire nation, the Israelites. So what I I do want to read where it says um, in Genesis 41, 47. Okay, it says during the seven years of abundance, the Lord produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food down in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. I want to put a pin right there and say to somebody. That the very thing, again, that you are carrying is going to overflow beyond measure in a season where people need it. So I want to say that to you. So hold on. Keep going. That's how you keep the dream alive. We are going to need what you are, what you have and what you are carrying. Okay. Um. So before I'm going to read, continue to read. Before the years of the famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Um, a daughter, um, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble in all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end. Listen, right now it may feel like you are going through, okay? That everything is like, I can't handle it. It's too much to bear. But I'm telling you, someday it's, it's going to come. This is going to come to an end and you are going to end up giving us what you have, the abundance you're saving, you're putting aside. So don't be weary and well-doing, okay? I want to encourage you and say that, okay? And so 
listen, the next point. So be the answer to someone's problem, but also keeping your dream alive will require you to gather now. Okay. It said Joseph went around getting an abundance, right? And he stored it away. Okay. So I'm here to say that turn your experience into a story, into a book, into a business to help someone because you have sort of the abundance, the experience, you went through this pain, this misery, people will start coming to you to get what they need. Okay. But I want to tell you, don't give it away. You need to sell what you have. You are the answer to someone else's problem. There is nothing wrong with providing your services to, to the people. It is in fact what King Solomon did. He was a consultant right? To kingdoms around him, to the people who came to him. And so I want to tell you when people come to you for your services and what, what do people come to you for now? That's a business. That can be something on the side in terms of your other job. You may have your one job, your mainstream of income, but then you have other forms of income. Let that start to be another form of income for you. Okay. So the abundance that you are storing up now we're going to need it later. We may even need it now. I'm just saying, in order to keep your dream alive, what you have, we need. So don't discard it. Don't think you're not valuable. Don't think that just because it's not the season or you just don't see it, we don't need it. So I, I want to encourage you and say that right now, right, 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 right now. Okay. The next thing is you cannot pay back evil for evil. In the story of Joseph, he talks about his brothers and he says that when his father died, they talked about how they're like, oh, my goodness, um, Joseph is going to. Oops, so that's the wrong thing. Um, Joseph, don't pay back others for what they did to you. But Joseph um, may say that because our father is dead, he may not need us anymore. But Joseph said to them, no, what the Lord, what you meant for evil, the Lord meant for good. And he worked it out. So Joseph knew his role. Joseph knew that it wasn't his brothers that were, that they were a culprit. But the very thing, again, Joseph knew that he was being used by God and he knew his purpose. He knew that his story was greater. He knew that God had put something on the inside of him. So again, you are created for this purpose, to feed your family, to break a generational curse. Your time has come to be an answer to a problem that we are all waiting on you to solve. And just like Joseph, in order to keep your dream alive, you have to know that everything is working for your good, the highest good. So don't pay back people for what they have done to you. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That's what the good books say. That's what the Bible say. So I want you to be encouraged and know that this is how you walk in your purpose and how you keep your dreams alive. No, everything will not be how you think it will be. I remember, again, I always tell this story. I'm like, Lord, I had a plan for my life. I knew I was going to be this great singer, right? I knew I was going to be um, known for, for singing, for writing songs. I knew that this was my destiny. I knew that this was what it was going to be, but God said, no, I have other plans for you, you know, for I know that I 
the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And so I want to let you know that just because life is not looking like you want it to look does not mean God still does not have his hand on you and that he cannot still use you. This day, God is saying that I want to use you in a different way or I have given you a vision. And another thing, stop resisting. Stop resisting. When God gives you something and he tells you to do something, a certain thing, do it. And do it with a sense of urgency. Let me tell you, God has been dealing with me on on the sense of urgency, moving when he says to move. And, And I'll give you this as well. Two years ago, God told me to do something. He told me to do a thing and I did not do it. So guess what? (laughs) Two years later, I'm doing it now. But, and I was talking and and just going over in my coaching group. um, I write down goals because I'm a part of the Daniel Zen coaching groups. Shout out to all my Daniel Zen people if you're listening. Thank you so much for your support. But we have goals for our finances, our emotional goals. We have relational goals and we have our spiritual goals, right? And as I'm writing out my goals, I come across in in the area of spirituality, what God has told me to do about my book. And it just keeps coming up. And God's like, I I told you to do this two years ago when you released your book. But now it's just coming around to the point to where you want to do it now. It's like, okay, what could you have been doing in those two years, Dominique? How many lives could you have touched? And so I say to you, what has God told you to do that you've been holding on to and that you haven't done right now? And if that is the case, then I'm telling you, you need to move with urgency and you need to do it now. Because there's nothing like having it come back around And now you're finally doing the thing that he told you to do. And you're like, oh, God. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. So my whole thing is, and I'll tell you what it is, but he spoke to me. He told me that you really need to, I've commissioned you to help people through a divorce and through a breakup. And I need you to create another book around loving people, loving themselves. And then create a course to help people get through the actual, um, the actual plan. Sorry about that. That's my phone ringing. But and and for the life of me, I was like, Lord, I've been toying with this idea, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So finally, I mustered up the faith, and I am back in the process of finishing my book. So it will be out, <laughs> the book. Um, that love be your God volume two. And I have been talking about it for the last two years, but God is like, you need to be obedient. But even me again, everybody, you know, gets caught up and, and I had to actually go and dive into what was keeping me procrastinating. Why was I procrastinating on my book, holding on to my book? And indeed, um, pastor Darius Daniels talked about, he, he calls it an emotional sniper and how Even though you can't see 
the actual thing that's keeping you from doing it. There is something that is holding you back from doing what God has been telling you to do emotionally. Why is it that you haven't done this? And it's called an emotional sniper. And when he said that, I was like, oh, (laughs) it was like, (laughs) boom. So I was like, he's all up in my business. So I had to go back and identify what it was that was holding me back from, again, finishing my book. And point, plain and simple, rejection, the fear of rejection. And so I'm actually going to be talking about the cost of rejection Ooh, um, next week. How to deal with being rejected and the cost of rejection, what it will cost you in your destiny. I want to encourage you today that God is calling you to a level that is higher than what you are used to. A level that is going to break you free from the bondage that you have been experiencing. I know, and I know with the power of the Holy Spirit, that we are able to tap into this abundant life, the abundant life that he is calling us to. The Bible says that Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And when I think of that word abundance, it means that just having wealth, right? And resources and finances and people and relationships. So it's not just money monetarily, but that's a a portion of it, but in all areas of life to have it abundantly. And don't you want to have that type of life? And so I want to ask you, Will you be a part of my tribe? I call it my high tribe, my highly intentional tribe, because the only way that we get to an abundant life is that when we love ourselves, number one, and that we create a highly intentional life for ourselves. So if that is you, go ahead and click on the subscribe button and remember to share. When you see a video, share the content, share the video, because it's all about me helping as many people as I can to reach an abundant life, to have an abundant life and have a highly intentional life the way God wanted us to. So I thank you for listening. Come back next week where I'm going to be talking about the cost of rejection, what it costs us when we experience rejection and we don't deal with it. Listen, I want to say I thank you. I thank you. I'm so excited about this, this community. High Tribe, check in. Remember to check me out every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays too on Instagram Live. And I'll be starting on YouTube. I'm going to put my YouTube schedule on the platform as well. I love you all. And may you always be believing so that you can always be receiving. And may you always let love be your guide in life today, forever, and always. I love you.